is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting approximately more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, we are outside of the Hobson household, so it might be a little windy. First time we've done this in a long, long time. Exciting day today. It is opening day. Dominic, how are you doing today? Well, Brandon, I was doing fine about three and a half seconds ago before the studio audience decided to, uh, you know, you know, it'd be very helpful if you actually put your mic or your mouth up to the microphone, Dominic. Well, I kind of can't because, well, now I, well, fuck, God damn it! now I can because she's no longer trying to pop a pimple on the back of my neck. I'm doing fine, Brandon. How are you? You look like a lovely uh, monkey couple. She's like picking the lice out of your ear. So beautiful. Lice out of my ear. Thank you. Li- well, sorry. Before <laughs> the podcast. bugs out of your hair or something like that. That's sorry. fine. Well, before the podcast, the studio audience ripped you a new one by saying how disgusting your ears were, so you're... Dirty ears were on the mind. Brandon, you have a shit mouth, so fuck you. I brushed my teeth before I came over here, Dominic. I I just see a bunch of white stuff on your lips, you little whore. Careful, I don't want to get demonetized again. Did you brush your teeth today, Dominic? Yes, I did. Good job, good job. What, twice twice a day? Uh, no. You don't brush your teeth twice a day? Every once in a while. Like, if oh my god, she's like fucking... Brandon, you might catch a glimpse of some titties, and the they're not the going to be hers, the they're going to be mine. And apparently, she's going full P- Dr. Pimple Popper on Dominic's back right now. Yeah, and it, you know, usually I scream a lot because I have, a, I have a, low pain to- is it a low pain tolerance. A.K.A. Dominic's a pussy. Yes. Ooh. And, yeah, it hurts a lot. And I'm trying not to scream. I'm not trying to, I hope, I hope that yes was recorded. You know, it fucking hurts a lot, and yeah. So this opening segment is brought to you by Dr. Pimple Popper. Watch her on TLC. Oh, God, that fucking hurt so much. Well, we're going to start off with everyone's favorite segment, the MLB update, and we have a big one for you guys today. So she said. Yes. Hope you guys went back and listened to our special edition, Trapdoor to Curveballs and Chair Shots 2020 MLB preview, and we did it last Wednesday. And it is already outdated because right before, hours before, first pitch started on Thursday, the players and the owners have come to an agreement to do a full-blown expansion of the MLB playoffs. So when we did our predictions, we were under the regular 10-team playoff guidelines. I, For some reason, I thought that they already did do the expanded playoffs, but there was not expanded playoffs at the time. But... It has come out. 16 teams will be eligible to get in to the playoffs. Every first place and second place team will get in with the quote-unquote two wild card spots going to the next two teams who have the best record. So, Dominic, I was thinking we were going to do a mini uh, TLDR MLB prediction segment. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but now that we have, was it, three, well, three more picks on each side, Dominic, let's let's just go over first who our division winners were. Well, I think for I think in the National League I had um, the Braves, the Dodgers. I don't remember the other one. The Central was. I don't remember though. Was it the Cubs? Was no. it the Cardinals? Was it Milwaukee? Was it Milwaukee? I think it was Milwaukee. I asked you right before we started the podcast, Dominic. Do you remember? It was Milwaukee. Because I think I said if Yelich doesn't get hurt or stays healthy or whatever, I think they win it. So 
I think that was my my three division winners, and I think my wild card was. She's grabbed a chair, ladies and gentlemen, and she is ready to do some damage on Dominic's back right now. Yeah, um, I think my division was my not division. My wild card was the Mets, I believe. And. No, I don't remember. I, can't, I don't, That's the one thing I don't remember. See, we did this over a week and a half ago, and that's like a lifetime for Dominic. For uh, do remember. you remember exactly? Uh, you picked the Arizona Diamondbacks because you were so high on them, and everyone was making fun of you. How do you not remember that? Oh yeah, I no. thought that'd be the one pick you would remember. Now rem- no, I remember. You just want to forget that that you picked the Diamondbacks. You know, that's why I'm drinking. I'm just trying to suppress all the memories of you guys talking shit about me. So if so, you would say that those two wild card teams would be the second place team, and. Who do you have in the Central coming in second place? Because you have the Mets, correct, and the Diamondbacks as your wildcard teams. I don't I don't. I oh, my God. This this is, I need to do some research well, before. This is so hard. Because you cannot just throw this curveball at me. I need the research. I need time to do the research and really like you know look at like players and stats and schedules. Like I don't know. I can't just. A.K.A. Dominic needs to copy someone else's predictions. Pretty much. Dominic, could you even name off, you know? The teams in the central. Why do you have to? I mean, I could, but why are you? Well, uh, I mean, you just you have three teams to choose from in the central to go to get in second place. Why don't go the Reds? Thank you. Shout out, Mister X. But I have more faith in the Reds than you do because I have the Reds winning the central. Hell, I have the Reds winning the entire goddamn National League. So I'm sorry, Mister X. So does that mean them. Braves are your second place team? Well, the Braves would be in the East, Dominic. So. I did have them as my wild card pick in the East. I had the Washington Nationals as my number one pick in the East. Unfortunately, Juan Soto, also my MVP pick, is gone down with the Rona. So who knows exactly how long he'll be out. Hopefully it's only for a, a few days because all he has to do is just have some negative tests back-to-back. Or he'll be out for a few weeks. Who exactly knows? But I will go. So in the East, we'll go Washington and Atlanta. In the Central, I'm going with the Reds and the Cardinals. And then too much red. We be blooding out here, bro. And then in the West, I will go with the Dodgers, who I think is clear cut favorite, number one seed in the entire league. And I will go with the Padres. I think the Padres Oof. will do some good stuff this year. It's one of those teams that needs to put everything together for them to work out quite well. I think the your uh, dog is boot scooting over there by the fence. <laughs> Fucking mini. <laughs> so I think the Padres will be the second place team in the uh, in the West. I think the other two wild card teams, so I guess the two third place teams, I will go with the Mets, and I will go with the Cubbies. I like the Cubs. I think uh, they'll do some good stuff. Dominic, just kind of your overall thoughts on this expanded playoff sixty game or sixty games you get. More than half of the league into the playoffs to begin with. You're going to get the matchups, three games between 1 8, 2 7, so on and so forth. I'm okay with it this year. It's a shortened season. Use all the gimmicks you want. But if and when we get a 162 game season next year, do away with it. I'm not a fan of this. I thought they were already talking about expanding playoffs, though. Wasn't that something that we talked about before? I'm asking, should they do it? Will they do it? I mean, I'd like to see how this one turns out i mean but you play 162 games just to play three games against a third place team and you might lose exactly you might lose to that i mean it's i mean 
I remember when I was working at Orchard and the Giants made the wild card and they actually went and won, and somebody was actually really pissed off that they won. It wasn't because but that's against two second place teams. But in the wild card. But this person's opinion was that, you know, in their eyes. You know, just like Ricky Bobby, you're not first or last. So this crappy team won the World Series because the other crappy team got into the World Series. It's like two crappy teams won, or two crappy teams got into the World Series and one of the one of the better of the crappy teams won. It's like how does that? That's not what he wanted. He wanted two legit, you know, great teams, and he got the Giants and Kansas City. It was like he was a little peeved about that. So it's what happens when the all the third place teams win the World Series, and it's like, okay, are they still? Would you consider them better than, you know, a the stack team? themselves, even in any sport, are kind of a crapshoot. All you need to do is just get a hot team. You know, the A's were fantastic last year, and then they just kind of shit the bed the last few weeks in September, and then obviously they did ace things in the wild card game. Then they lost. So, I mean, yes, you kind of earn your spot over the entire season. But when it comes to the postseason, it's kind of what have you done for me lately. And if you're not hot or at least playing up to your level of baseball, you're not going to succeed. Because, I mean, it's not going to take much for, if you think about it, a shitty team like the Giants to get that third-place spot. And you Dominic, know. the Giants are not making the playoffs last year or this year. Did you, you not see you the make a bet? You want to make a bet? I will make a bet right now. What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? Hair versus hair? Fuck off. Exactly. What do you want to bet? If the Giants make it in, you wax your whole body, except from neck down. Okay. And what happens if you, if the Giants don't make the playoffs? I'll give you five bucks. No. That's <laughs> not an equal trade-off. I will... I don't know. I'll think about it. Exactly. I ain't waxing head down, though. Fuck that. Moving on to the American League. In, since I remember my picks... The East, obviously, the Yankees winning. Then second place, I had the Rays winning the wild card. Then in the Central, had the Twins winning it with the White Sox coming as a second wild card. And then in the West, I had the Astros winning it. Didn't have the A's making the wild card, but now that there is that second place open, I do think the A's will make the playoffs. And the two wild card teams I will pick is the, I think the Indians will make it, and then... I'm kind of debating between the Blue Jays or maybe the Angels or Rangers. I don't think. I mean, obviously, you have. I'm gonna put my money on the Angels. I'm gonna have to see how they do. We got Showtime, Shohei Otani pitching every Sunday. That's gonna be fun to watch. Maybe not this Sunday against the Athletics, but I will go with the Indians and the. I'll go with the Angels, I think, because the West Coast has the easier schedule compared to the East. I think you can rack up some wins against those lower-level teams like the Giants. So I will go with the Indians and the Angels, Dominic. Who you got with this expanded playoffs? Man, it doesn't really matter, man. Yankees all the way, baby. Well, I would like to get your uh, full, complete rundown of who you think is going to make the playoffs, Dominic. Uh, I I had the Yankees winning their division. I had, I think, the Rays taking the wild card. I had the A's winning their division with, I think, L.A. wild card. And then I had 
Did I have the Twins or the Indians? I had some. I had one of them. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll take the Indians for sure. I mean, yeah, it was the Indians. Yeah, it was the Indians. Yeah. Good job, Dominic. We yeah. figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. And then who'd you get in second place? The Twins. Sure. Okay. And then your two third place wild card teams? Uh, go Astros and. Dominic having the Astros finishing third place. Astros and White Sox. While the little dogs beside us are put on a five-star classic. Yep. Yep. Because, you know, we were talking earlier in this, in, in this year about White Sox possibly having a, you know, up-and-coming team. You pick the Padres for the National League, you know, because, you know, if they get everything ro- going in the right direction, you know, I, I agree with the same, but with the White Sox. As Dominic finishes his first beer, so progressively throughout this podcast, let's play a little game. Let's see how drunk we Dominic will be uh, by the end of this podcast. We should have a poll right now with the animals and humans here. Should I go with the watermelon vodka soda or the black and cherry? Black and cherry? Black and cherry. Black cherry. Why am I saying black and? It's because black Dominic cher- is already drunk it's after black. one Corona. <laughs> it's black cherry. And he's probably bled out because of all the pimples that have been popped. On so, which one should I go with? Raise your hands for watermelon. I like watermelon. And raise your raise your hands and pause for black cherry. Black cherry wins. I would say nobody rose raise their hands for anyone. But I mean, but the look, his paws are in the air right there. Yeah, but he only you can't raise four paws. He only raised. You only get one paw per person. This is different. Lucy, come here. Oh, I was gonna have her shake my hand. It's a paw. I guess I gotta drink. Don't make you drink a goddamn high noon already. My, can you? Uh, are we allowed to kick people out of the uh, studio? You can do whatever you want, Dominic. It's our podcast. She, she just shoved some rosemary in my butt crack. <laughs> One might say that's an improvement. Good job. Am I allowed to crack it on air, or do I need to like do it away from the... We're already outside. Their wind's blowing. Fuck it. <sighs> Tasty. Now we got some more baseball news. Right before opening day started, we had Mookie Betts signing his extension with the Los Angeles Dodgers. We thought maybe Mookie was going to be on the Dodgers and not even play a game with them, but nope. He's going to be there for a long, long time. 12 years, $365 million. Is he worth it, Brandon? I would say yes. He's not the highest paid player in the league. I think with 12 years, 365, I think it's about 27, whatever per. Mookie, fantastic player, five-tool player, arguably top five player in the league. Maybe Maybe MVP? Maybe. I mean, he's a 2018 MVP. He got 2018 MVP in 2019 MVP out there in the outfield for the Dodgers. With him and Bellinger, and now Corey Seager's back, you got Mac, Mac, Max Muncy. Good job. Jock Peterson, who should have been traded, but he's still with the team. I mean, that Dodger team is absolutely loaded. They don't have a lot of money saved up, or at least have to pay for people later on down the line, so they're able to make a lot of these moves. And Mookie is just kind of the first step. Obviously, Cody Bellinger is that next person that they're going to get done. But I'll make your thoughts on... Mookie signing this long-term deal with the Dodgers. Well, I mean, that was one thing that we were questioning is that, you know, Boston gave him up. Would he go back to Boston? 
don't know. But, I mean, I think he, you know, I mean, we saw yesterday, he kind of gelled right in with the Dodger lineup and, you know, showed that he's really worth that amount of money. And now, I, I now think he'll stay there for a long time. We talked and I asked the question, how do you think Mookie Betts is going to perform? Because at, mo- at the time, we thought this was his contract year and he's going to try to play to get that big contract possible with another team. But now that he has that money locked in place, do you think he's going to be able to kind of ease into things? He's not going to stress as much? Or do you think he has to put more pressure on himself than what he was going to be if he was going to be a free agent because now he's trying to live to this big-name contract? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's, you know, maybe if he gets into a slump, he won't be as hard on himself. But being that, you know, hey, he's signed for 12 years, a lot of money. I, I don't think he's really going to care so much. But then again, it's, you know, short season – I think the Dodgers, even if they don't win their division, they're going to be a shoe in for playoffs anyways. So I think no matter what happens, he's 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 going to be doing well no matter what. I think it's also kind of the same thing with the Astros, with no fans there. It's kind of a lot of it's easier to kind of block out the stress and not having you know outside noise kind of affect what you're doing. I think with him, the Astros, some other players, if you are slumping, if you are doing anything, you know, yes, you might get into your head a little bit more because there is no kind of noise and kind of white noise to kind of drown everything yeah. out but I do think Mookie will perform well it is 12 years I mean he's so young it's only going to take him to his mid-30s it's not going to be like Albert Pujols to where he's playing into his early 40s so Mookie's still going to get another big name contract after this if all goes well obviously yeah and I mean great deal I mean a lot of money being paid to him in this pandemic era people might say oh you know they don't want to oh there goes the script you got it. You got it. Don't fall. Thank you. Almost burnt my hand because so gra- hot. Grass is so hot. Man, it's not hot. Damn, I remember that. Oh, that was the Krapapau guy. Good job, Dominic. You're cool. Thank you. You are so cool. Now let's move on to the American League. Mookie's oh. former. I never checked uh, our Gmail. I, I know. I was gonna spring it on you last minute, but look at that, Dominic thinking. Ahead, we talked about this last week. The Toronto Blue Jays were waiting. <coughs> Coronavirus. We are w- the Blue Jays were waiting on a uh, ruling on whether they were going to be allowed to play in Toronto, in Canada. And of course, right after we stopped recording, the Canadian government said, "Uh-uh, don't bring that shit in here. We don't want you playing." And then the wild goose chase for the Blue Jays to try to find a home ensued. Obviously, we talked about possibly Buffalo or Florida for them to play, and it seemed as though that they were getting close to play at PNC Park, the host, the home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Beautiful ballpark, great place for them to play. But then the Pirates seemed to agree to it, but the state of Pennsylvania did not agree to it. And then the first game for the Blue Jays at home is scheduled to be on Wednesday, so the time was ticking, and at the end, they end up going to Buffalo to be their home. I think that was kind of the worst place for them because Buffalo doesn't have the uh, same require or not requirements, but it's not, you know, a major league facility like their training camp or their spring training would have been. Maybe people were thinking they could just play every single game on the road, which I think could have been really hard. But, you know, when you're in Canada and Canada got their shit together and doesn't want you to bring their dirty Americans over there, they just had to kind of make do with what they had. I mean, I don't blame Canada. I mean, I think... I mean, you were blaming them last week. 
you, you, I saw the, you, tw- I saw the you, tweet. You blamed him. Well, you're out here saying, oh, you know, someone's named the Canadian destroyer, and he was blaming Canada when you were the one that was going out the entire time and burying Canada. Fucking poppycock out here. That is bullsh, bullsh nipple. All right, I do not blame anyone, but themselves. You got nobody to blame but me. I heard there's a song about that. I think there is. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I think Buffalo will be fine. I, I, I was one of those people that were kind of, you know, just play all your games on the lo- on the road. I mean, granted, the games you would be considered home games, you would be playing someone else's stadium. But, you know, I think that's fine. Nobody circles the wagon, Dominic, like, like the, the Buffalo Blue Jays. Uh, so are they going to be renamed or are they still going to be Toronto? Pretty sure they're still going to be called the Toronto Blue Jays. But we're going to say Buffalo Blue Jays just to be funnier. Funner? Yeah, because we're hilarious. Hmm. Uh, I want to throw you a curveball quick. Why don't you do Mr. X's questions? Well, you know, I can like shoot throw it to you, and you can be like, "Time for." So, is this something that uh, you can actually answer these questions? Because normally, when you ask these questions, it's something you can't answer, so you just make me talk the entire time. Never mind. I'll, I'll keep doing it. Exactly. I mean, like I'm like out of one out of the four I could do, maybe two. We have four questions for Mr. X. Look at him. Yeah. Coming in hot. Maybe he should just take my spot. You know, he knows so much. But now we're done with baseball. Excited for the baseball season to get underway. But we got some football news. The Players Association and the owners have come to an agreement that there will be no NFL preseason games this year. Mm. We have also on Twitter, we got a lot of the players going out and saying that the NFL doesn't have the right protocols in place and they're saying that it's not safe and they're. Uh, not, you know, doing everything that they can to keep everyone safe. Training camp is supposed to open at the end of the month. So, Dominic, your thoughts on no preseason, how this is going to affect the teams, the players. I mean, preseason, as much as we hate it and don't watch it, it's a good gauge for the teams to try to get those, you know, last 10 spots and those backup players. It's going to be kind of difficult for those players to really stand out and kind of, you know, those underdogs to rise up through the ranks. I mean... I think a lot of people are hoping to shorten the preseason to like one or two games, which I think would be fine. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. I do kind of like the fact that there are no preseasons because, you know, the you're minimizing the risks of, I guess, if you want me to be that person, COVID kind of peeking its head and getting people sick and infected and everything. But, uh, you know, I do agree with wh- what you just said, you know. You don't know who is going to be your third string QB or your, you know, your backup kicker, or your kicker's backup, or you know, who whoever, you know, like you said, those last couple spots. Um, but do you? I'm gonna throw you another curveball here. Are you ready for this? Stay ready. So don't gotta get ready. What kind of? Because uh, you mentioned that people have come out and said that you know they don't got that shit together. Do you know in what retrospect like? what they don't have together is it the whole entire policy or is it just like you know certain aspects of their i don't exactly know the specifics but i would assume it's the testing it's Mm -hmm. the protocol it's you know not exactly keeping everyone in the bubble per se which kind of in training camp everyone is kind of in a bubble because they all just kind of live at the hotel yeah there but i think that's it's more the safety aspect of things and how they're going to keep what happened i think it's more also like what happens if somebody tests positive because with football it's like such a close contact sport like basketball, but basketball doesn't have as many players. So when you have in training camp, let's say 90 players, 
and everyone's just kind of off doing their own thing, yeah, it might be a little easier to kind of segment because if a DB gets it, then you kind of know, okay, all the DBs in that vicinity were kind of the ones that have been exposed but not the offensive linemen yeah. per se. But my question to you, Dominic, yeah. is how does this affect the regular season? Because now you would assume that games one and two of the preseason or regular season is going to kind of essentially be a preseason, not in terms of, you know, third stringers playing in the fourth quarter or anything like that, but just everyone trying to get their sea legs and possibly a lot of injuries because everyone's not playing. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of inner, you know, a lot of inner squad games like there is in baseball or basketball. They're not going to go super hardcore during practice. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it being that, uh, you know. Okay, well, I'm not okay with injuries because that could cost, you know, a millions team. of dollars. Oh, well, not just millions of dollars, but that can cost a team a title. Um, but what I am okay with is teams trying to figure out, you know, who do they got, who can they trust, who they can rely on, who can they lean on. Um, so I, I, I'm okay with it being going to be like considered a preseason, but you know, I, I just hope there's no injuries. You never want to. I mean, you know, but there, there unless will it's be. Tom Brady, then fuck that motherfucker. There will be injuries, but it, it's just kind of another interesting aspect of things. I think with no preseason, I think you are going to see training camp get pushed back a little bit because I, I don't think there's really a reason to have training camp be, you know, two, three months long and just have everyone just kind of be doing practice and inner squad and all that other stuff. But it's going to be interesting to see. We got some name news. We talked about the Washington racial slurs. They are not the racial slurs anymore, but they are going to be going for now as the Washington football team, which is basically what everyone was just kind of calling them beforehand. <laughs> and now they're getting flamed on Twitter and social media. I think mainly because they're just selling merch that says Washington football team on it. And this is just another you know, money grab from the NFL and you can, you know, get shit that just like says Washington on it. And it's so stupid. Same color, color scheme and all that stuff. I think they're still going to keep the color scheme when they get a new team. I'm not exactly sure on that, but I'm your kind of thoughts on these last few days with the Washington football team being the Washington football team. I mean, I'm, I, I kind of like it just because it's real stupid coming from somebody who is real stupid that, you know, do I want to go buy their shit? No. But, I mean. And the things are, I mean, they're only going to be the Washington football team for maybe the entire year. Maybe they'll change it like midway through the season. Then there's another wave of merch for you to buy. Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, if the, um, oh, almost said their uh, old name, their, uh, you know, bad name. Um, you know, if the Washington football team had like a big marquee player, wouldn't, wouldn't you be kind of more like willing to go buy it since it's only going to be available for a short term? No? No. I mean. So you're saying like. So look, you're telling me I would go and buy a Dwayne Haskins jersey that just has Washington on it when that's kind of what it already was beforehand. Well, no, because didn't, didn't it say the. Yeah, the but it would just be like a little, not even like the logo, but just like the the name, the word. What word, Brandon? The racial slurs. Say it. Why would I say it? Because you're racist. I'm not the one who says racial slurs on. Don't know what you're talking about. Shut street. up. Shut up. All right. So then we're going to go to some good name news. The 32nd NHL team, the Seattle hockey team. Well, you can't say good name. That's not good name. 
What did the studio audience say? Oh, shut up. Don't 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 say anything. The just, studio just audience is saying that up, just keep going. That just the Washington on. racial slurs no, is not, not a racist I'm name. Not saying that. Oh, then what is she saying? Okay, okay. We're not going to get into that on the on the podcast please, right now. Please don't. <laughs> please fucking don't. So let's <laughs> go on to some good name news. We got Which is not good. John, we got some hot takes. So they, the Seattle NHL team, the expansion team, 32nd team in the league, they have come out and they said that their name is the Seattle Kraken. And they announced this at 9 o'clock, and then the Washington football team announced their name, like, I think, 10, 15 minutes afterwards. So no one really cared about the Kraken because the football team won. The football team got flamed. But Dominic apparently has some hot takes about the Seattle Kraken. It doesn't make any sense. Seattle with Kraken? You know, you should be like the Seattle, you know, like, salmon or something. Because, you know, Seattle, they're right next to, like, they're, you know, I'm not saying they're Wow. I see how it is. Kraken next to when I'm talking, motherfucker. But the PBR Kraken. Hey. No. Um, okay. I just think it, it would be better gelled with something more bound to Seattle. You know. But it's a sea Seattle monster. coffees. I don't know. You know, Seattle, you know, Starbucks. The C- yeah, the Seattle Starbucks. Yeah. The Seattle Medusas, because that's what, like, Starbucks is. Maybe. You know, something more bound to, you know. But Seattle's like a fishing place, and it's a, you know, it's a water place, and the Kraken's a sea monster in the water. But the Kraken are more geologically located. But you're telling me you don't want to be if you are a Seattle fan, which maybe you will, maybe you won't. Mm, maybe you know, I, I'm, I mean, I'm a hi- I'm a huge Barracuda fan, which makes me a Sharks fan. I mean, your your family is damn near living in Washington. You watch your damn mouth. So, I mean, you're telling me you don't want to be a Kraken. No, I'll be a Kraken fan. You want to be a crackhead? I'm not going to be a crackhead. <laughs> I'm not going to be a crackhead. My mom's not going to be a crackhead. My dad most likely won't be a crackhead. Maybe he'll be a crackhead. Maybe. Maybe. Speaking of crackheads, how's your brother? <coughs> Josh is fine. No, okay. I don't know what I him, don't know. Just him being a crackhead has to do with anything. <laughs> just, but okay. just, wanted be, just wanted to be funny. Which means, which means Swing he'll probably... Swing and a miss. Which means he'll probably, you know... Text me or you oh, know. fuck you, Dominic. Yeah. Fuck you, Dominic. Yeah. But he has to listen for that to happen. Yeah. Then we're gonna go on to the last segment in sports where we go high, high noon. noon, bitch. High noon Kraken. <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue. PBR Kraken? Seattle Kraken? Hey Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. And we have some boxing news, something we don't really talk about. Dom is not a big fan, apparently, of watermelon. I don't like mean. the watermelon one. You don't like watermelon? I like no, watermelon. Hey, 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 no, motherfucker. Fine, take a sip, take a sip. Got the runner, by the way. Dom is not a fan of the watermelon. It just, it doesn't, it's like good at the beginning, but once you like swallow, you taste like more of the vodka and stuff like that. It's kind of like, eh. Also, Dom is a pussy because he tastes the vodka. No, I just. Mike Tyson <laughs> is going to be in. He's returning to boxing September 12th, and he will be facing Roy Jones Jr. in an exhibition fight. Dominic, why the hell is 50 plus year old Mike Tyson, who's already come out and said he didn't like how he was when he was in boxing because he was like, you know, a scary person, going back to boxing to possibly risk life, injury, and everything in between to fight again? 
because he's Mike motherfucking Tyson, the baddest man on the planet. It's all about the money. He didn't let me finish. And about the money. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Anything Can else? we hurry up? I really oh. want to order this Bronco Billy's pizza. I'm starving. Will we be watching this? Yes, we are. Oh, apparently oh, the studio audience said that yeah. we are watching Mike Tyson take on Rory Jones Jr. Okay. So there you heard uh, it here first. I guess that's, that's a I guess that's the date at your house. What? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Our by that time the Rona will be done and we can all, you know, be together. Maybe we can go because it is in Carson. Ooh. Hold on. You sure? You know, maybe we'll be in, you know. Maybe Rich Dominic will be working. I don't know. Ooh. And then maybe I can finally get a job and we can have, you know, Rich Dominic and actually getting a real paying job, Brandon. And then, you know, we'll, you know, get the penthouse suite. Ooh. We s- we still got that Southwest money from Ooh. from Las Vegas. Ooh. And I've been playing those slot video games on my phone, so I can get so much free shit in Vegas. Oh fuck yeah! Even though the fight's in Carson, so I don't know why we're going to Vegas. Because we're gonna party hard, motherfucker. Counting the dice in Vegas is a Studio audience Dick. is flaming Dominic because he tried when we went to Vegas last year for uh, Dublin. I think don't know if we actually talked about this, but Dominic tried to drink some vodka, Smirnoff. Try to take it to the neck, and he drank it from the bottle, and he almost died. <laughs> there is a video which we will not be releasing. It's only for our personal enjoyment. If you personally request it, we might at, we might send it to you. No, because now I know there's at least three people who are going to ask for that video. I said maybe. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you ask nicely, we might send you the video. And but I wish it here, but you cannot have it. I guess she's replacing me on the podcast today. I guess so. She's okay. just. I, we, she we is just running that trap today. Even though with the wind and everything, I'm pretty sure nobody can hear her. Oh, thank God. <laughs> now, in between sports and the wrestling, we always got to go to our favorite oh. emailer and graphic designer for Mr. X's Questions of the Week. Bum bum. Bum bum. Did you just, beer, did you just drip beer onto your beard? Yeah, I tried to rush to do the bum bum and didn't swallow in time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of those Seattle Kraken, he says they won't replace my mighty uh, mighty Anaheim Ducks. I, he didn't put the mighty, but I put there because I thought it was mighty ducks, but those Anaheim Ducks. But they could if you want to go to Disney Plus, you can go watch the mighty yes, ducks, all of them, and the animated feature, the animated cartoon show. Okay. But they could be. Hey, hey, shut the fuck up! Shut the both of you. Shut the fuck up. But they could become his backup team. Also, what's the over under on the sleeves of the jerseys looking like tentacles? Pretty sure I'm gonna go with the under on that. Hammer the over. Always hammer the over. I have seen the jerseys, or at least one of the jerseys, kind of that teal, light blue type colorway. I think it looks cool. I think we didn't talk about the actual design of everything. I, you know, I'm. The name itself, it, it's cool. It's fine. I have you can't go teal because the sharks are teal. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly teal. It's like a, I don't know. I'm not a, a color person. It's like a And what color is a Kraken? It would be more like a red, like a red peach, right? I don't know. Or crack, Krakens are like octopuses, so they can like change color. So maybe they're going to be like a like a, like a, a changing color jersey. You can change like, like. So it's like a, a light blue with like a hint of red for the eye. There you go. Well, that's what it is. Anyways, second part of a, hang on, one, two, three, four, five, 
six part questions or six questions or six statements or whatever. Um, as I wait for my Reds to play, how smoothly do we expect the season to go for the whole league? Brandon, is it going to be a smooth sailing seas for the MLB or is it going to be rough and choppy? Well, Opening day, we start off with one of the biggest names in the league, Juan Soto, going down to coronavirus, even though he was asymptomatic. And this is, you know, obviously he's taken tests before and he came out negative. And then we go to the Atlanta Braves, who had a game today, and both of their catchers had to go down. They weren't, they didn't test positive for the coronavirus, but they were just so showing corona-like symptoms. And, I, I mean, I think as a league, as a, as a whole, I mean, it'll be choppy. There's going to be some ups and downs, and there'll probably be some people who'll be taken off the rosters and get back on. Because with the coronavirus, you can be put on and taken off. There's no limit or there's no set timetable. Like, you don't have to put them on the IL for 10 days or anything like that. But I think it's going to hurt teams individually. I think as long as there's not a ser- you know, a serious outbreak like we saw in Dallas in the MLS, I think the league will be fine. But then, is there a big possibility of the league getting shut down? I think there definitely is a possibility. It is a sprint, so it's only over. What are we in July? So you know, got three months for this to happen. I think it's if you get, let's say, you get the entire starting lineup to go down. That's definitely a big blow, and maybe you start canceling games, and then when you start canceling games, I mean, the games themselves are kind of equal to like I think three or four games, you know, compared to what a one sixty two game would be. And then just kind of piles up and. Now yeah. that th- this this question is coming from me, not from him, but you know, if you do have, I'm not gonna say a whole team, but a large chunk of your team go down. If you're the other team, could you maybe, would there be a way f- to um, uh, argue that like, hey, I don't want to put my players at jeopardy playing with these guys because they could have it and not know it. Exactly, because just because you test negative doesn't mean you don't have some sort of coronavirus lingering in there because the exactly. tests the tests aren't exactly 100% positive you can get fake positives fake negatives and we're just kind of in the even though we've been through this for like three four months at this point we still don't have it a, a firm grasp on what's going on and I think there's definitely a case to where players on the other team or the management on the other team is going to be like look they got four or five cases and they just tested for it yesterday how do we know those there's not the other players who are going to play don't have some sort of coronavirus yeah. lingering and they mm-hmm. can possibly pass it on to us. And then th- that's why I feel as though something could happen, but I think it's going to be like, you know, it's going to just be a, a rolling ball of, of shit that's just going to pile up and it's going to be explode. <laughs> Can't go one episode without her saying something. All right. On to your next favorite sport, football. I don't know if you know much about this, you know, because you're not that big of a Bengals fan. Now that A.J. Green has signed his franchise tag, well, you know, he says when I feel they should have signed him for at least at most a three-year deal. Have the Bengals' chances become just a little bit better for the coming up next season, or has he spent too much time off to make any kind of difference? Well, with the franchise tag, it's more of a you kind of have to sign it or else you get fined, and there's just all the other bullshit that goes along with that. Who knows with AJ Green if he's actually going to play? You know, we talked about it with Debo, with KD, and stuff with a foot injury. You never exactly know if they're going to be a hundred percent. But I mean, AJ Green is if he's healthy and is at a hundred percent, he can arguably be top five wide receiver in the league. And with Joe Burrow there, if you can rely on a top tier wide receiver to kind of help guide him through the system, 
that's definitely going to help them. I still don't see them being a wild card team or making a playoff push whatsoever. Maybe Until they, next year. Maybe they surprise us, go 8-8, eight and eight and or sorry, 8-9, because they're doing 17 games this year. But, yeah, I think they'll, they'll do fine. I think there's going to be some growing pains with Joe Burrow, but I don't see them doing anything special. Okay, good answer, good answer. Now we go on to New Japan. Poor? Poor? Pororesu. Sure, let's go with that. That's Pororesu in the Japanese stomach. Poor what? Pororesu. Pororesu? Close enough. Good enough. How long do you think the New Japan Pro Wrestling will keep the heavyweight and intercontinental titles together as some sort of package? And on that note, how long will Evil hold on to them? Well, he is facing... Coming from the you know New Japan expert over here. I know. He is facing Hiromu Takahashi, and I'm excited to see what they do with him. I'm I hope I'm hoping that they give Hiromu enough and it's but I also don't want to see like, you know, cheating and underhanded tactics and, you know, some shitty finish. We've seen that a lot with Evil thus far. I still think Evil's gonna win. I think he's probably just gonna run through L I J. I don't see him holding it until Wrestle Kingdom. I think you're gonna get one of the marquee guys, Okada, you know, Ibushi. Maybe even Jay White. I mean, I think this should have been Jay White's spot to begin with, but because of the pandemic and shutting down the borders and everything, he wasn't. Obviously, he can't be the champion. The champ champ, both the titles. I think, I mean, thus far, they keep doing it to where it's both titles on the line. So either he relinquishes it or... He loses both then, right? He loses both. At this point, I think you could maybe do something to where maybe you just have it 1v1. I don't know, but... I, I think Evil will hold it for a decent amount of time. Maybe he holds it till, you know, maybe before G1 or something like that. But I, I just don't see Evil main eventing Wrestle Kingdom. Do you, would there be a chance that, you know, he has a part of Bullet Club now. Um, would there be a chance of him maybe being like, I'm going to relinquish, relinquish this title, but I'm not going to have a tournament for it. I'm going to give it to someone. And he can give it to like a Jay White or someone in Bullet, Bullet Club Club. Not bullet cast. No, definitely not bullet cast because those motherfuckers are horrible. Shots fired. Uh, I, I, I don't think we're gonna see evil hand off the title to somebody. I don't think that exactly does the title or the champion any favors. I mean, Bullet Club is a heel faction, so it, they don't need to really earn it to to get heat or anything like that. But I mean, with New Japan, you know, some things can be very expected, and you know where they're going, and then some other times like this. You don't exactly know, because Evil, if you asked me this a few months ago, I wouldn't have seen him be in this predicament and obviously mm-hmm. be champ champ, and now he is, and he still hasn't exactly proven himself. I think he can be better, but I think in the circumstances right now where they're definitely trying to build heat and him cheating all the time, he's not exactly in the spot to have those fantastic standout matches. Like he, I think he can. I'm not saying he's going to be Okada or anything like that and have the greatest match of all time, Yeah, but I think he can, he can do well. Okay, okay. Now we're going to jump... Uh across the Pacific to the United States. Who will be the next viable contender for the WWE title? And I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take it for WWE and the Universal title. Who are the next viable contenders for both titles? Well, I think Randy Orton is challenging Drew McIntyre for the title at SummerSlam. And then I think we're still going to get that Fiend match with Braun Strowman at SummerSlam for the Universal title. But then if we're going, maybe just take it the next step further, the next champion? Oh, it's the next champion. Yeah. Who's the, who do you see being the next champion? Next, I mean, I think I can see Seth Rollins taking that title off of Drew. There's also some rumors that it was supposed to be 
uh, Brock versus Drew again. So I, you know, always a safe bet to see Brock get that title back. And on SmackDown, I am not a big fan of Braun being the champion, so I can see really anybody taking it off of him. You could maybe do Champ Champ with AJ Styles. I think they're maybe laying the groundwork possibly for an AJ Styles heel turn. So AJ, I mean, maybe get the Fiend to get the title off of Strowman, and then you can get AJ to defeat the Fiend. Maybe Dana Bryan, but then Dana Bryan might be on paternity leave soon, so who knows what he's going to be doing on SmackDown. So, I mean, at this point, you know, bearing an NXT call-up, I think it's kind of AJ, Universal title, maybe even Matt Riddle, but I think Matt Riddle might take the IC title off of AJ, and then maybe AJ can go take the Universal title off of Braun or The Fiend. Probably okay, the Fiend. so, so, so you're, you're pretty much predicting the next champions are going to be Brock and AJ. I think I'll, t- I'll say Seth instead of Brock. Seth and AJ. Okay. okay. And there's one more thing we're going to talk about, which I think I actually saw it on the script, so this would be a perfect segue into it and the question goes like this are they trying to set up a match with pat mcafee and adam cole after cole's appearance on the pat's show where he stormed off dropping f-bombs and shoving people if so dear god why yeah so we were going to talk about this pat mcafee has his show he uh, adam cole was on the show and i haven't seen the exact full length interview but this is definitely a work I think they're definitely working us, and I mean, you can go back to an NXT house show to where Pat McAfee uh, cost Adam Cole a, a match against Aleister Black, so they've been kind of in this little feud for a long time, even when they're on television together, they're always doing quips back and forth, and I mean, I love Pat, I love Adam, I don't want to see them have a match at TakeOver if that yeah, is the case. I mean, I mean, Pat McAfee is like, he's sneaky tall, and he's sneaky big, and even with Adam Cole and I love him to death but it's like do you really want to have this punter this athlete to you know kind of dwarf him in stature and then also I mean I see the Twitter feed and all of Pat McAfee's fans and everything who don't know wrestling they just are they're getting worked and they're like oh who the hell is this guy he's a troll and he's so tiny and it's like I don't see those type of people. Maybe maybe they'll check it out just to see Pat, but I think they'll just check the highlights out and not subscribe to the network and it'll lead to any big-time business for them. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to see a match. I agree. But I would love to maybe have a segment to where maybe, you know, Adam's coming off of a loss or something like that, and you have Pat backstage just like laughing or something like that, and you have like a, maybe like a little brawl or something like that. I'd be okay with that. Sorry, Burpsky. Um, but uh, you know, I saw some of it. I I saw the I think it was a minute and thirty second clip of when Adam kind of was like, you know, like f you. You get, I come on the show. All you Dominic, can- we're a, we're an uncensored podcast. Well, fuck you, Pat. He actually said fuck you, Pat, and it made me laugh a little bit. But, um, you know, don't want to see a match. I, I could see maybe some interaction, but that'll be about it. But, um, you know, is Pat even under contract with WWE still? It's been a while since he's done anything with them. I, maybe he's done kind of those watch-alongs. But when it comes to NXT, he hasn't really been on the pre-show, I think, at all. Because that's really what he was doing, was doing the pre-shows. But, I mean, obviously, if he's doing something with Adam Cole, he's Adam Cole's still on a contract despite what the internet tells us and everything yeah. with his contract extension and talks and stuff like that. If you're doing media, you have to go through WWE to do that. So you, you can't just go to some, you know, 
as much as they try to say it in the DMs, it's not like, oh, I just happen to be in Indianapolis, so yeah. we're in Indianapolis, so come on down. It's it's no, you got to go through WWE PR and you know, like that. That's the whole reason why Brock Lesnar hasn't been on a podcast yet. Exactly, we, you know, we he's been th- through Santa Rosa so many times. Exactly. Yeah, he always flies into that Hayward uh, airport. The Brock was born in Hayward. That's why he hasn't come on though. Anyways, anyways, let's move on to some impact talk. We actually have a quite a bit of impact news to talk about. Tessa Blanchard, former Impact World Champion. The internet has told me that possibly she is holding the Impact World title hostage, and she wants $150,000 for it. If this is true, then she is just blackballing herself from the business. I'm sorry. If if you're a champion, and if, like I said, this is true, this is all just hearsay, but if this is true, I feel like she's, she's fucking herself over. Because why is WWE, why is AEW, why is... You know, stardom, whoever she's going to go to, why are they going to invest in someone like her if there's a chance that they might do the same thing? So I feel like she's just fucking herself over. And I think her camp has kind of come out and said that that's not exactly the case. But, I mean, with we've seen things like this happen before with Jeff Jarrett, with the Ultimate Warrior, people trying to hold up and try to get money. And it, as you said, it's not going to only hurt her relationship with impact it's going to hurt her relationship with other people as well and we've already kind of gone over that she's probably not going to AEW. AEW doesn't want her wwe sending out feelers possibly going there i think maybe the the highest possibility is her just going to mexico and wrestling for cmll and just going down there and doing stuff in mexico but yeah tessa blanchard not exactly the uh, the best person in the world right now i mean I don't. It's not that I don't want her in WWE. I just feel like, with all the shit WWE's been known for, has been through, and let's be honest, we'll go through in the future. I don't think they need that negativity from her. But then again, it's Vince. So what? You know, what's the worst that's gonna happen? So we talked about it last week that my birthday, July 18th. Boo! I know was going to be a big day in the world of wrestling because all those WWE releases are going to be free agents. And Slammiversary was also that day. We saw a lot of debuts, some announcements, some returns, and everything like that. So first, before the show started, we learned that... Midnight, right? At midnight. Yeah. Countdown to Fucktown, Talk and Shop, The Good Brothers, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson are going to... Impact Pro Wrestling with a clause to go to New Japan when everything opens back up. They also did their Talk and Shop podcast. They kind of did their shoot, their tell-all, however you want to call it. Not big fans of Paul Heyman. Also kind of not big fans of Triple H as well. I, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, if you've read what's, I did. what's gone on. So, Dominic, kind of your thoughts on uh, Talk and Shop and what they said about their experience in WWE. Well, I didn't hear about the Paul Heyman stuff, but the thing that, I, that stuck out to me was how Triple H was adamant come back to nxt or come to nxt we'll take care of you blah 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 and then they kind of just get you know shit on well that's the thing that they said with paul Heyman that really pissed them off is obviously people say that paul Heyman's a liar and they kind of said the exact same thing paul Heyman is a liar he says one thing but then he'll do something else and what they said is paul Heyman was kind of the reason for them being fired they went to triple h or they went to aj they or aj asked around and aj kind of found out that Paul Heyman was the reason 
for the release. I mean, obviously Vince is Vince. He's, it's his last call. But yeah. I think if Paul is kind of the one who's pushing him and saying, okay, let's get rid of these guys and everything like that, then Paul is the driving force behind that. But, but my thing is, I, like, I want to hear Paul's side of it. Because my thing is, even though Paul Heyman has been, well, not that he has been, but he is notorious for being a snake and back two timing and backstabbing and all this stuff. Like I feel like he of all people would know that those two people are not just great performers, but they're worth money. They're worth that money. And Triple H said that look, if if they don't want you, if if Paul and whoever isn't gonna do shit with you, then we can use you in NXT, especially now with NXT's tag division not being that great, I yeah. think they could have been something really good in uh, NXT. I mean we're probably not going to know what Triple H had to say about it, but also their contract ran out in like 2019 and they, and they, they, they signed that big deal and they came out and said that possi- that they were in talks with AW obviously and the idea was that they were going to be the ones to debut on the debut episode of Dynamite instead of Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. It was going to be them and they are going to reform the Bullet Club and be buddy-buddy with the Elite and everything like that, yeah. and then they turn on him. And I think that would have been a much bigger deal, that a much better angle, great. a much better angle than what they did with Jake Hager. Oh, well. And they're definitely regretting it now, and they said that as much. So, with that being said, and I know the answer to this, but I'm still going to have to ask it because there's going to be people thinking it. In a couple years, WWE's going to reach out to them again. Hey, we got shit for you to do here. You want to come? Do they immediately say, fuck you, or do they say, fine, let's do it? Money talks. So, I mean, they've already made WWE money. They don't need it. But if Uncle Allen is still there, Uncle Allen, you know, loves himself some good brothers. Yep. And, but, I, you know, they definitely were rubbed the wrong way. I think Paul Heyman was definitely the, the main reason, but just kind of WWE's environment overall. And we've definitely seen that, that, you know, it's so much politics. You do one thing wrong and you don't even know you're doing something wrong, but then you, you – your whole career goes down the drain because of something like that. But who knows? I, I think they kind of said, like, probably not. We're not going to go back there just because we like the independence. We like doing – we like being in control, and we've already made the money. So we don't need to go back there and be subservient. And well, that, as, as long as you, you know, spent that money right, you, you know, you didn't go out and buy, you know, $100,000 cars and, you know – wasted it then yeah you don't need to go back there you can stay on the independence and you know and do all that kind of stuff but so moving know. along some other impact signings on Slammiversary and the next show on impact we have so i don't know if you would, i'll just run through them all so we have ec3 eric young keith slater kurt hawkins brian myers whoever you want to call him uh we also had the motor city machine guns make a comeback they are the new tag team champions and I feel like I'm forgetting some. But, Dominic, your thoughts on the new signings of Impact? Kind of all the lower-level, mid-card type of guys. Are you expecting anything? And what are your thoughts of them signing with Impact? Well, I mean, the whole Heath Slater thing kind of already got me kind of, like, chuckling a little bit how, you know, they're like, oh, he's not supposed to be here, so you got to get out. You know, he can't get into the arena because he's technically not supposed to be and there kind of leaning towards a re him reunited with rhino which i'm okay with but then i also feel like for Heath slater to kind of distance himself from wwe and and to kind of make a name for himself he kind of needs to 
I, I would say reunite with him, maybe have a couple matches or two, but needs to very much likely turn heel and or have Rhino turn heel, one of the two, and just, you know, beat the whole hell out of each other, really make a name that, you know, that he, these, this Heath Slater is not some, you know, gimmick. This is him to, this is his time to really show him that he is worth, you know, the money. I think all the signings are fine. I think if AEW wanted any of these guys, they could have got him. But none of these guys, I think, outside of the Good Brothers are going to really make – would have made a impact, one might say, on AEW. And, I mean, not, yeah, both all these guys kind of were not buried, but they weren't utilized very very well in WWE. So I think there is not a, a strong buzz, well, but the there only is some w- interest the in the only group right that now. only two people that were were the Good Brothers. I mean, Heath Slater had a couple tag title runs, one with Nexus, I think, and then one with Rhino. Um, EC3, 24-7 champion, but that was crap. Uh, Hawkins or Myers, whatever you want to call him, tag champion, not much other than that. EC3, uh, uh, Eric Young, nothing. So, I mean, it's, it's one of the things where, you know, it, you know, EC3 and Eric Young, I think, will be fine in Impact. Everyone else, I might, you might see them, Maybe not get released, but you might definitely, when stuff starts to open up, they might be going somewhere else. So last week we forgot to do an Extreme Rules preview. But we, we did, got the recap. We, we did do a review, sort of, on our live stream on the YouTube channel. If you like, go to YouTube. Before we got, uh, you know. Demonetized. Demonetized. Thanks. Fuck you guys. Thanks, Dominic, for doing the Renegade within the first five seconds mm. of the video. Wait, who, who owns that again? UMC? Something like that. Fuck them. I'm going to fucking tweet them at this, too. I'm going to... I'm going to fucking clip it at this time, listen to it, and they're going to say, fuck them, and they're going to be like, oh, my God. Fuck them. So we don't have the preview, but we got the recap. Dominic, you're kind of – any thoughts on Extreme Rules overall? Utter garbage. I think it was a show with a lot of good wrestling, but a lot of shitty finishes. Utter garbage. Best match of the show, I would probably say Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. It wasn't, it wasn't the best wrestled match. I think that definitely was Sasha and Asuka. But I think just in a vacuum with story and everything, it was definitely the best just because it didn't have a, a shit finish. And I think that <laughs> it kind of just shows that because you didn't have a shitty finish was the reason you were the best match of the night. And that's utter garbage. Yeah, I mean, we can go over everything. We don't have on, to. Uh, not, not on Extreme Rules, but we can kind of touch it on the Raw recap. On the Raw recap. So the main event was... Randy Orton taking on the big show. Each of them had a promo. I thought they did good work. I think they've, you know, they told a good story. But then when it came down to the main event and the match itself, it's kind of what I expected. Was nothing special. I think the ratings and everything kind of panned that out. But Orton gets to the big show. Another legend killed. And as I say, I feel as though it's going on to Drew McIntyre. So your thoughts overall about the match? And well, the if another legend is killed, who would be the next legend in your book? Ric Flair? Maybe. Ric Flair not on the show because his wife has tested positive, and Ric Flair shouldn't have been there to begin with, so I guess not saying it's a good thing she tested positive, but it's a good thing that Ric Flair is not on the show now. Because you put everyone else at risk. And himself, because he is definitely high risk. Yes. Um, You know, I don't think Big Show... I mean, I know the only reason Big Show's there is because they have no one, and they, you know, they're kind of, you know, that well is drying up, so I know that's why Big Show was there. Match was eh. Promos were eh. I would have to say that I hope this is the end of the Big Show Orton thing. 
I, if Randy does go on to face Drew, more power to you. Speaking of Drew, we have him and Dolph Ziggler doing a promo back and forth. Drew or Dolph. Sorry. Drew Dolph. Drew very, Dolph. Very Dolph easy Drew. for them to get confused. But uh, Dolph comes down and starts doing Dolph things by complaining. And then Drew's like, oh, you keep on complaining, blah, 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 blah. And so now Drew gets to pick the stipulation for the match next week. Don't know if it's title or not, but we get that match, and the internet has told me that possibly we're going to see some sort of angle with Randy Orton to set up their match at SummerSlam. So that means it would be a non-title match, most likely, right? Maybe, or Orton tries to cost him, or maybe Drew wins, and then Orton comes out. As the studio audience closes the umbrella, and I am blinded. Oh, you can't see me anymore, so I can do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah don't. you're you so cool. Flip me off if you are. Um, I would like that. You know, I, I think if I was Drew, the stipulation would probably be like a bull rope match or something like that. You know, you bring Drew in or drop Dolphin and really just fuck him up, you know? No? No. Okay. Fuck you. you. We get Seth Rollins taking on Aleister Black after the eye for, eye for an eye match. Dominic, you talk about that. Dominic, your thoughts on utter garbage. That was fucking stupid. It was fucking stupid. Once again, in-ring wise was fine. I, I, I mean, it was an eye it for an eye match. Finish. So I, I didn't like how you know every spot was kind of just going after the eye, and you knew that it wasn't going to happen. But yeah, and apparently the they had some sort of gimmick for the eye, but Vince didn't like it, so they uh, kiboshed that. And so, so they used the real eye. Yeah, uh, we get Seth and Alistair Black facing off, and Seth. Maybe this is the start of a new feud, and how do you build up Aleister Black to go up against Seth Rollins in a feud? You have him lose. Well, I mean, that that's Seth frickin' Rollins, man. Interesting enough, I have I was listening to a podcast, and they did Whoa, their— Oh, you listened to podcasts? I know. They did a re- they did they uh, did their research, and they said that Aleister Black's last, I think, eight matches, the last two months' worth, he has faced either Seth Rollins or Buddy Murphy, whether tag or singles or whatever. And you know what his record is? 0-8. Oh 4-4. Eight. Four four. Oh, 50-50 booking. Exactly. Uh, so what do you see? Do you see them continuing this feud between the two? Do you see Seth going somewhere else? What's going on here? Hopefully Seth goes somewhere else. And I hope Alistair, oddly enough, I can see Alistair being traded to SmackDown and being a contender for a title. Speaking of someone who got traded or moved over from SmackDown to Raw, Mustafa Ali, he joined Ricochet and Cedric Alexander to defeat. What are you trying to do with the dog? Well, she's she's trying to eat bumblebees, and bumblebees are good for her system, bro. Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander defeat MVP Bobby Lashley and the new 24-7 champion Shelton Benjamin. Do you like Benjamin having that title, or do you think it's just a way for him to you know, be graceful on his exit. It's the 24-7 title. It's kind of a, obviously, it's a fluke of a title. It's not really that big of a deal. Maybe they're trying to add, maybe not prestige to it, maybe some more seriousness to the title with MVP being kind of the fake U.S. champion. You can also have Sean Venture being kind of like the fake champion in the 24-7 yeah. title. So I can kind of see what they're going with in that front. I mean, I think this. I think also this is like the first like singles match Shelton Benjamin has won in like years. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So congratulations to Shelton on the dub. I don't know exactly how long he's gonna hold on to it. It's twenty four seven title, so we're gonna get some stupid roll up 
later on down the line. It's going to be R-Truth winning it. I would like to see maybe, you know, John Cena win it or something like that. You know, that'd be funny. And then finally, we had Kyrie Sane taking on Bailey. Bailey. Yes, Bailey. We had uh, Sa- Sasha and Asuka. We said like Sashka. It's uh, a great kid's name. Maybe we should use that. Sashka. Sashka, come here. Sashka Tanguma. Anyways, Sasha Banks is still holding on to, I guess, Asuka's championship. I they yes. weren't exactly clear on what the hell's going on there, but uh, Kyrie Sane takes on Bailey and she actually beats Bailey and. It kind of seemed as though this was Kyrie Sane's last match in WWE, which, I mean, I guess good for her for getting a win on the way out, but that's kind of not how everything goes. And if you're going to get, I mean, it's 50 50 booking. So if Kyrie's going to get the win on the way out, Asuka's going to lose the title. Yeah, I don't know. We get the return of Stephanie McMahon. Ooh. I know. It's great to see her live via Zoom, which shows mm. that, you know, all the wrestlers can endanger their lives, but Stephanie McMahon, too valuable. To go there and rest. She the has kids, and no one else has kids or is around kids or elderly or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that'll do it for us for us. So let's move on to AEW Dynamite. They kick off with the TNT Championship match. We get Cody defending against Eddie Kingston. Was not expecting that. Eddie Kingston comes out as your brother shuts the bathroom window because he's about to blow shit up. But you know what I do, baby. Uh, so Eddie Kingston comes out, cuts a promo. I thought that was very, very good. Kind of overall, your thoughts on Eddie Kingston coming out and his performance and the promo and everything like that before the match. Well, I mean, I just it was really unexpected for me. I thought it was going to be someone else. Honestly, I thought it was going to be Zack Ryder or Matt Cordo Cordora Cordora Cardona Cordona. Do you think he will be in AEW because he is so close with Cody? I think so. I think, uh, but he's also kind of I think too similar to Sean Spears. Not in terms of gimmick, but just in terms of value and what he can do. I would hold him higher than Sean Spears. I do. I mean, I think. Not not he, that I see him as a champion, but just higher. He's as more in, charismatic and he connects more with the crowd. Exactly. Sean Spears, even when he was Ty Dillinger, he was very limited. Whereas Zach or Matt, one would say, um, can you know go across many platforms and touch many people. Consensually. Yes, exactly. Cody wins, defends his TNT title against Kingston. Uh, good match. It's a brawl, hardcore style, no DQ. Uh, Cody takes a thumbtack bump, gets the win in the end, and I enjoyed it. Hopefully, I mean, if if they sign Eddie, that's fun. That's good for them. If they don't, I'm cool with that too. Isn't it just another kind of hardcore guy, though? Like, you already have Darby, you have Moxley, you have, you know... Uh, isn't there another hardcore guy? Oh, um, Jimmy Havoc. You know, it, it, isn't it? Don't they already have enough of this hardcore matchup kind of guys? They do, but I think Kingston is much more of a character to okay. where you don't have to actually have him do hardcore stuff or even wrestle that much. They did bring up the link with Santana and Ortiz. You could maybe, maybe not exactly put him with the uh, inner circle, inner circle, but you could maybe have them kind of teaming. With LAX or mm-hmm. Santana Trees, whatever the hell you're gonna call them. Yeah. But I, I like I like the move. If they do sign them, good. If they don't, you know, it's a fun one off. Yeah. Then speaking of John Moxley, he cuts a promo, kind of saying like I said what I was gonna do. You did the you did the smart thing, Taz. And if he comes back, I'll rip his arm off for real. Good for you, John. Then we get MJF taking on Griff Garrison or Jungle Man. 
And Jungle M- Man. MJF gets the win. I very much enjoy this. I like MJF's work here. Uh, good promo. Nice little nod to BTE with Griff. I think it just worked all the way around. Um, I didn't really know who who he was until he, he the the gimmick on BTE is everyone thinks he's Jungle Boy. Yeah, see, I didn't know that, so it was kind of unknown to me. But when MJF said it, you got it exactly. So it works on both ends. Uh, we get Britt Baker. We get an update on her condition. She's kind of doing cool. the same shtick. Great, grand, wonderful. I mean, it's it's entertaining, but I think maybe you could pull it back a little bit. I think you know we're, it's a kind of a one note gimmick at this point. I think you don't want to overexpose her, especially if she's not going to wrestle until all out. Just you know, either have her there at the, on the sidelines or just not have her at all, because if she just keeps doing this thing over and over and over again, it just kind of gets stale. Yeah, and and you don't want to over what, what what's the term? Um, Expose. Yes, there you go. Is it reading my mind? What am I? What, what am I hard. thinking right now? Bronco Belly's Pizza. God damn, you are a genius. What about now? What kind of pizza do I want? I was gonna say you're thinking about masturbating. Oh no, no. What kind of pizza do I want? All meat? No. It's called the Frontier. Uh, Pepperoni, pineapple, jalapeno. Ew, jalapeno. You had to be until you said jalapeno. Bitch, you're ew. Oh my god, you said ew. Hurry up, I want to eat. Oh my god, fatty hungry. Oh, we have to order it soon. We get the Young Bucks taking on Butcher and Blade. It was a Falls kind of anywhere match, kind of split into two halves. They fight on the outside for a long time before the commercial. Go to commercial, and then they have kind of a standard tornado tag match in and around the ring. Young Bucks get the win after a double stage dive table spot. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. I don't think the Butcher and Blade will ever win a match. I think they have won it. They beat FTR. I mean, okay, yeah, but they, but I mean... I like the match. I think Young Bucks won. I think Butcher and Blade got something from the loss, and they're st- continuing on with the story of the Bucks and FTR and Kenny and all that other stuff. Speaking okay. of Kenny, his tag team partner, Hangman Page, takes on five, gets the win. I think they gave five a little too much offense, but Page did win decisively, and they kind of continue up. Possibly we get Hangman leaning with FTR while Kenny leans with the Young Bucks, and I don't know if they're going to still have this six-man feud while they're still tag champions or what's going to happen. I mean, I, I think the best thing would be to have them drop the titles and then you have maybe Hangman be like, you know, these guys are more my style, and then Kenny's like, well, these guys are more my style, and then, you know, fight to the death. Then we go on to what I thought was the most disappointing match of the night. We get Diamante taking on Ivelisse, and Diamante wins which I thought was kind of shocking, okay. Ivelisse kind of being the sort of big name, I guess free agent signing, one might say, and she ends up losing six minutes. Kind of a clunky match. You know, it was good at times, but then also really bad at times as well. Kind of your thoughts on this. You bring in Ivelisse with somewhat of a name, and then you you, you beat her. I mean, I, I feel like it's okay at the moment. I feel like they're going to bring her back, though, and then I think she'll be a name to be, you know, reckoned with they did announce that they're going to have a women's tag team tournament there you go i'm not exactly excited for the matches but i am excited to see if they bring any outside talent to where you could bring in some outside talent and not exactly use them for a tag team division saying they're going to have a tag team title division but if you bring in all you know some new women some new faces you can build them up and you can use that to replenish the women's singles division which i desperately i think they desperately need help with i mean 
what with Brit be- Brit being down, Statlander being down. It's more just they have the same names and it's kind of the same people over and over and over again. It's like Sheeta, Nyla. I mean, it's basically the top five. Like the top five is the entire division at this point. Then we get the main event. We get Chris Jericho and Jake Hager defeating Jurassic Express. Good, fun match. In the end, we get a masked luchador helping the inner circle, and that masked luchador ended up being Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Which, do you think it's a little too soon to see him? I do feel as though it might be a little bit too soon. He was gone for an entire month. No pay, all his money being donated to a, a woman's charity. I feel as though it's maybe a little bit too early. I think two months would have been fine. You still have him for All Out if you have a storyline in place for him to do something. I I mean, yes, he's talented. Yeah, he's good and entertaining, but I just didn't feel like they needed him. So I think you still could have held him off for a bit. And I am interested to see what they do with him. Do they still go with the sex god type thing with everything he said? Do you kind of acknowledge what happened? It's kind of a tricky situation. I have faith in AEW to handle it because they're a lot more forthcoming with things like that compared to WWE. But Dominic, what do you think? Do you think it's too early? I mean, I'm not going to say it's too early. I'll just say that maybe um, they need to... It's not going to be too early if they put them in the right storyline and they... If they, uh, you know, use them right. You know, they they give them the sex, sex god and they, you know, put them in the role of what he was, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be good. Now moving on to NXT, which they get that one viewership win, and they've lost pretty decisively, I think, the last few weeks. Yeah, they did. We get Keith Lee relinquishing the North American title, and William Regal announces that there's going to be a series of triple threat matches, and the winner of all those triple threat matches will meet it take over 30 for a ladder match for that North American title. So, Dominic, your thoughts on Keith Lee relinquishing the title as well as the triple threat matches to determine the contenders in the ladder match and all that other good fun stuff. I mean, I understand why he relinquished. Um, do I think they need to have triple threat matches? Not really. I think you could you could have stretched that out a little longer. Uh, you know, a couple... You, you have multiple, uh, you know, just standard matches versus a couple triple threat matches, but... Uh, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm fine with Keith Lee relinquishing the title. I do feel as though the triple threat matches for the ladder match is a bit gimmicky. I think yeah. you, I know you just did do the, the Cruiserweight title tournament, but I think you can do another tournament. Just yeah, fuck it. Just have maybe not the exact same thing. Maybe you had a round-robin tournament last time, so do just a standard bracket-style tournament. Everyone yeah. one-on-one and just work your way through and have the final match at TakeOver. Yeah. But... Uh, we get the first triple threat match. We get Bronson Reed winning, uh, pinning Roderick Strong, as well as Johnny Gargano was there as well. But Bronson Reed being the first contender, they've been building him up a little bit, which shows that they've had this in mind for a little bit. So good storytelling, building up Bronson Reed, yeah. and now he's in the match. I don't know how to feel. I feel like with Gargano and Strong losing, I feel. I mean, especially with Strong taking the pin, I, I don't feel I feel like Strong is a lot more vulnerable than Gargano, but he's always been the fall guy for Undisputed Era. Exactly, especially with O'Reilly out. But this isn't. But this isn't have anything to do with Undisputed Era. So I feel like they could have had Gargano take it. Where Gargano is, you know, one of the top heels right now. He could take a he. He can take a pin like that. 
I don't. Th- I think Strong should have should not have been put in that situation. Gargano, I think, did take the pin in the original triple threat match with uh, Lee, Balor, and Gargano. Mm. So maybe that's kind of the reason they don't want to have okay. him take another loss there. Yeah. But I'm okay with Bronson Reed winning. I think him being you know a different body type, being you know the big guy who can catch the guys, do a big man dive spot, it's fine. You know, I want to see all the matches and how everything plays out until I fully judge everything. Because I mean, Gargano, he just was the the title. He was ju- he was just the champion, so I don't think you want to go back to that. Strong, you could have done something, and maybe have him get a win. Yeah. I think maybe you're gonna see Bobby Fish or maybe another. I, just, I mean, I don't think Kyle O'Reilly's gonna be in there. We've already kind of said maybe Adam Cole is gonna be with Pat McAfee at the ter- at Takeover, but uh, I have no problem with Bronson Reed being in that match whatsoever. Then we get Dominic's girl Shotzi. Woo. Defeating Aaliyah, we continue on with his stupid Robert Stone brand gimmick. But in the end, we get Mercedes Martinez attacking Shotzi, and she has joined the Robert Stone brand, so I guess giving some seriousness to it. Martinez, you know, she she came, she came, comes in. She's kind of a, uh, you know, a big name. Not a big name, but, you know, kind of a legacy name, and she's going to probably face for that woman's title sooner rather than later. Does she win it, though? No. I mean, I think we're going to get her taking on... Shotzi, I think Martinez wins, and then she goes on to face, presumably Io, if Io beats Dakota Kai, as the big duck continues to eat bees. Well, that's why she has the little spray gun because she's gonna spray the f- out of her. So now the big duck is eating water. Yes. Any thoughts on your girl Shotzi? No, I liked it. I'm not gonna critique uh, her. She's a perfect. Shout out Shotzi, getting some love on Trapdoor to Hell, even though they had no idea. Why they're talking about Shotzi. <laughs> we get uh, Timothy Thatcher taking on Owen Lorkin once again. Thatcher wins once again, but a little bit different. Lorkin putting up much more of a fight and Thatcher having to do some underhanded tactics to get the win. I enjoyed it. Once again, very different match compared to what we see on WWE television. Yeah. Do you think Thatcher will be a mainstay once everything kind of eventually kind of slowly goes back to normal do you think he'll be a mainstay name or do you think he'll be kind of faded away and i think know. he might take a backseat just because a lot of those uk guys aren't able to be on nxt but he will be in a big name match next week as he is in the north american triple threat match he has taken on finn balor and dexter loomis i think finn balor is kind of the obvious pick here yeah i think balor is the favorite as of this point to win the north american title Unless you want to keep Balor heel, which that promo he cut on NXT was a little heelish, so I could see maybe Finn Balor and Keith Lee face off for the North American title later on down the road. But I'm going to go with Balor to win, but I could see Thatcher getting the win as well. But I think with Bronson Reed, you want a big name in that match, and I think Finn Balor definitely is that guy. I, I, I agree with that. I think, I mean, the yeah, I guess so, because I was going to say Thatcher could be going in hot but yeah I, I think finn would be the better choice then in the main event we had Karrion cross with scarlet taking on dominic dijakovic mm-hmm. uh they set this matchup last week Karrion cross gets the decisive victory puts dijakovic in the steps kicks him and keith lee comes out doesn't make the save because dijakovic says that he wants to you know take it like a man and beat him on his own and cross chokes him out gets the win I liked it. I, I like the intensity and the the drama that yeah. was involved. I think it went a little bit too long. I think you should have done just done like the TKO finish with the the elbow strikes instead of 
you know, going an extra step with doing another elbow strike and then choking him out. I think the first time he did it would have been just fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I mean, maybe they're trying to string it along for time, but I think it did work well. Well, I mean, Karrion Cross is also a heel. He's also a badass. He's also a monster. So I feel like, you know, having it come off as you have to do it a couple times and then choke him out kind of really adds to the character. Sure, why not? Sure. So, Dominic, we are done. Hopefully we'll be hearing that tonight after the A's clap them cheeks against the... Who are they playing, Dominic? Oh, they're playing against the... uh, Who are they playing against? Against the... the, Your mama. The Angels. They're playing the Anaheim Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I said your mama because your mom's an angel. You're so nice, Dominic. You so it. sweet. Yeah. Your mama is an athletic. Huh? I don't know. Because you said angel, athletic. I don't know. Your mom's an angel. Is that better? She's a Yankee. What are you talking about? On that note, thank you very much for tuning in for the big dog, the little dog, the mini dog. Studio audience. The studio audience. Dominic, Brandon. Dominic, Brandon. The Mr. airplanes. Mr. The wind. X, the Mr. airplanes. X, the bumblebees. Earl. Doug. Your brother taking the shit, which he opened up the window again, so got to air it out. Your brother, the uh, Grimace. So no, yeah, Grimace? Grimace. What was it? The Kraken? Kraken. And he hoots, so Dominic's going to order himself a Frontier Bronco Billy's Pizza. Fuck you! And until next time, next week... My name's Brandon, that's been Dominic, and everyone else in between. Goodbye and good night. Uh...